Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, all the way from the land of the Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Carrigan. Well, good evening. How are you? Good, good, good. Good. So we got a really busy show tonight. And uh, I, before I do, though, I have to send out an apology because I actually had three guests booked tonight. I had uh, wow. Anne Winspire from the UK and uh, Parascience, and it totally skipped my mind. Uh, so I will reschedule her at another time. So tonight... Uh, we have uh, a really decent show. Uh, we have one of my favorite subjects, which is the Bell Witch. Do you know about mm-hmm. the Bell Witch yet? Yes, I've heard of the Bell Witch. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually have a gentleman on the line right now joining us uh, who knows more than you do. Ha! <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further delay, can we bring in uh, Walter from the uh, Bell Witch Caves? Hello, Walter. Yeah, how are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good, good. Hi, Walter. And how are y'all? Glad, uh-huh. glad y'all could have. Glad to have you on. And, Thank you very uh, much. And you, uh, well, first of all, what you want to give out your website first before we forget? <laughs> yes, uh, my website is bellwitchcave.com. That's www.bellwitchcave.com. Awesome. And right, we'll get that up on our Facebook page. Oh, excellent. And you actually can, um, you give tours of the cave as well. Is that right? Yes, sir. We, we have cave tours. Uh, we also have cabin tours uh, of, of a replica of the Old Bell home where we go far into detail to teach uh, people uh, what really happened in the 1800s. And, you know, uh, believe it or not, there are actually some people who do not know what the Bell Witch is. So do you want to give us a just a brief description of, of what the Bell Witch is? Well, the Bell Witch, back in 1800, John Bell was terrorized uh, by a spirit, which later became known as the Bell's Witch. Uh, that's what they called it. But it was actually a spirit uh, who knows uh, where this thing, as they call it, came from? But we actually believe there at the farm. Me and my wife uh, were doing, been researching this for years and years. It was actually them bell boys dug into some Indian burial grounds, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, disturbed some Indian graves, and therefore we believe that uh, the spirit is Indian. So you, it's an, in- you believe it's an Indian spirit? Then that's interesting. Yes, yes, I believe it's an Indian spirit. Uh, uh, like I said, John Bell came from North Carolina, and, and he moved there in 1804. And uh, these hauntings 
started the Bell family in 18 and 17 through 18 and 20. Mm-hmm. And, and in 1820, on December the 20th, 1820, that spirit actually poisoned John Bell. And it's mm-hmm. the only case in American history that's where a supernatural force actually poisoned a, a man or killed a man. That's amazing. Oh. Hmm. The interesting thing is, now, you give the tours of the caves. How, what's the caves got to do with the, the Bell Witch in the, the Bell Farm? Well, the Bell Farm was, like I said, John Bell bought the farm in 1807, and he bought 220 acres of land off of a 640-acre land grant. He bought this land from a man by the name of William Crawford. And uh, the cave, when, when they cut it off, the 220 acres off of the 640, the cave was actually on this 220 acres. Mm-hmm. Well, the haunting started with the Bell family again in 1817, and it, and, and it happened in their home where they'd get knocking sounds, they'd get chains drug across the floor, they would they would have, uh, <clears throat> Becky Bell would be slapped, they'd be pinched. They, it, it is lots of things happened to them during this time of these hauntings. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the the cave, after, the, after 1820, after it killed John Bell, fly, and they tore down the old house in 1848 because nobody wanted to live in the house anymore, then some people say that, the, or they said that the spirit took up residence in the Bellwitch Cave, because there used to be singing, according to the books, there was mm-hmm. a lot of singing coming from the Bellwitch Cave, and of course the uh, spirit was known to do a lot of singing and a lot of talking, mm-hmm. and it also, uh, there was a Methodist preacher and Baptist preacher, and it would go to church at both churches on Sunday, and it would quote scriptures uh, out of the Bible, and it was also, quote, each preacher of what they actually said on Sunday, <laughs> both of them at the same time. So wow. this, this thing was a per- pretty powerful uh, uh, spirit, mm-hmm. or, or thing, as we call it. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it, it's pretty neat, pretty neat. You know, a lot of people come to the cave, they go down to the cave, their cameras won't work. Uh, they get they get a lot of bad pictures. What I'm talking about, bad pictures. They get images in their pictures. Mm-hmm. They take rocks and put in their pockets and then bring them home. They mail these rocks back because they've had such bad luck. Look, <laughs> a, lot, a, lot, a lot here, a lot of stuff here. Mm-hmm. I guess there is. So, I mean, is is do you own the cave itself? I do. Uh, I own. A, I still own a hundred acres of the original uh, land grant. And the wow. cave is on my portion, on my portion of the land. So, has it ever frightened you that that you own this this same thing that that cost John Bell his life? Well, it, it's it's never harmed me, but you know, I'm I'm I've been down in the cave of working. Uh, uh, it gets a lot of water in there. Sometimes we have to go in there and kind of wreck the rock and the gravel over to one side so we can tour a poop through there. And I'll be down there by myself working. I'll hear noises. Uh, I feel uneasy uh, at times. It's not nothing that scares me out of the cave, but I'm about the only one that's going to the cave uh, by <laughs> myself. My wife, she won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I blame her. <laughs> you don't, well, because you're brave beyond belief. <laughs> not many of the customers want to, uh, when they start hearing things and, and, and getting images in their cameras, why 
they they some of the, some of the customers leave saying they won't ever return too. So I mean, you know. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now the bell witch didn't manifest itself in the daughter. The, uh, I, I didn't understand you. What'd you say? Uh, did the ghost uh, kind of take over um, his daughter, John Bell's so. daughter? Well, well, it it didn't like Becky Bell. Uh, mm-hmm. It would slap her and pinch her and stick her with pins. Oh, and uh, it did not want her to marry a boy by the name of Joshua Gardner. Mm-hmm. And and she finally broke off of her engagement, and she finally married her former school teacher, uh, a man by the name of Richard Powell. He was a mathematics brilliant mind, mathematics teacher, but. It didn't actually take over, possess her or nothing like that. If that, if that's the question you're asking, it would it, it take out of all of her frustrations on her. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and I even heard uh, that uh, you had, uh, they had actually a U.S. president come to the farm itself to see the Bell Witch. Yeah, and and and. Back during that time period, John Bell Jr. was a good friend of uh, Andrew Jackson. And Jackson came to the farm, and he had six soldiers and a witch tamer, and the witch tamer had a silver bullet. (laughs) And supposedly, according to the book, that the witch tamer was run off and not to return, and John Bell returned home. I mean, excuse me. Andrew Jackson returned home, and he said that he would rather fight the British Army all over again <laughs> rather than deal with the wrath of the Bell Witch. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, he, 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 did, he did came there. And, of course, there's been people from all around the world that came there during that time period, and also there's people today come from all around the world. We really? also have doctors. We, yeah, we also have documentation on the walls of our gift shop that you can only see exclusively in the gift shop mm-hmm. uh, of actual handwritten letters from 18, uh, 18 and 19, 6 of June, 18 and 19, of people that witnessed this going on then. So we've got all kinds of documentation, all kinds of proof to back all this up mm-hmm. in case the skeptics out there. Mm-hmm. You know, want to try to debunk you. You know, I've I've been trying to people try to debunk me before, but they, they have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you actually have some artifacts then from the original time period. Yeah, we got some uh, archive uh, documentation, and we also got some uh, arc uh, not archive, but some documentation that was uh, given to us from a family Bible, which that's the letter. And, uh, yes, we've got the uh, old ca- iron kettle. We've got pieces that we dug up off the old bell site. we got foundation stone from the old bell home. Wow. We've got a lot of stuff there. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, we, like I said, we have people come from all around the world. We had some people here this year from, uh, what were they called? New Zealand. We had them from New Zealand, Sweden. Oh, wow. We had them from Germany, Australia. You know, they come, they hear about the Bell Witch, and when they come to America, that's where they want to come and see the Bell Witch. Mm. Now, the cabin that you have there is actually, it, it's a replica. The original ca- uh, cabin doesn't still stand. No, 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 no. They tore the original ca- uh, home down in 1848. Oh, okay. And uh, 
Yeah, it's an actual hand-hewed cabin from that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they tore the original home down in 1848. So we went out and found us some old uh, 1800 log cabin, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, put them up, and we put mannequins in there, and we dressed these mannequins in that period of clothing. Mm-hmm. And one of the mannequins is like uh, Betsy Bell, and one of the mannequins is John Bell, and the boys and all that. And we have what we call a sound system in there. When you go in that cabin, you can hear the story and get to hear what the Bells actually had to deal with in the 1800s, including the barking dogs and all the uh, knocking on the walls and the stones dropped against the floors, the, you know. Uh, things of this sort. So we 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 go far into detail in there, and when people leave, they they know they know about if they listen, they know about the bailwick and <laughs> we get all this stuff. <laughs> so I would assume that you would get a lot of ghost hunters that that want to go there. Yeah, we we get people uh, from again from all around the country. Uh, people that's with uh, these groups of people that that are ghosts what they call ghost hunters, they come, uh, but we give them the same tour that we would give any other individual uh, uh-huh. down at the cave. I mean, every, we, we treat everybody the same, and yep. uh, we don't, you know, but yeah, they come from everywhere. Uh, some of them are ghost hunters, and some of them are not, but I mean, you know. Right. So you don't do any kind of... Um... You don't offer, like, I know a lot of places now have, like, overnights for ghost hunters and things like that, but you don't, you don't do that. They just get the regular, the regular tour. Yes, ma'am. We don't have no overnight stays, but what we do have is what we call, if you go to the website, you can see them, Mm -hmm. is what they call a special nighttime tour. And what it basically consists of, or basically what it amounts to, is you have to have four people or more. Mm Mm-hmm to do these tours and you have to book these tours 48 hours in advance mm-hmm. and and most of the time uh, you know we used to have uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard of Troy Taylor of course of yeah yep. you've heard of Troy Taylor or Troy Taylor used to get a big bunch of people together every year in July and he'd bring down a busload of people and they'd do the do the special nighttime tour and they would always do the the, the long tour the three hour tour uh-huh. And and we'd go to the Indian Barrel Grounds. We'd also go back to the Haunted Bell at the Obelisk, back there where John Bell is actually buried. And oh, wow. Go to the, we would show a photo al- album full of weird pictures. And I'm talking about pictures that would knock your socks off if you were <laughs> to look at them. I mean, they're weird pictures uh, that we've collected over the years of people that would get them in their cameras and things with actual images of people in them. Mm-hmm. Or people not in them that their picture was taken and they 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 disappeared, they're gone. <laughs> uh, we also go to the cabin under candlelight, and then we go to the cave and stay in the cave for an hour during this during this time period, and then we give away a a uh, Bellwitch book. Mm-hmm. But oh, and and that, those tours and there's a there's like a there's three different ones. Mm-hmm. So people have to go to the website if they decide they want to go on a night, special night tour and book that tour. Also, we have canoeing down the Red River. So if people want to go canoeing, uh, it has nothing to do with the cave, but people do like to canoe the Red River. So they'll go down the uh, river also. In fact, we've had people out on the river today. Nice. Now, see, I would enjoy that. 
I get my goat of, and my kayak. <laughs> right, right. We have kayaking, we have canoeing, we have tubing, and uh, we we have a little, we have a ball there uh, with the place. I mean, it's it's just great. It's just a great fun place to be. You know, summertime so, and, and especially in October. October we really have we have haunted hay rides in October. We had psychic readings, uh, cave tours, cabin tours, and just uh, just a, a big time. <laughs> so, so do you actually live on the property yourself? Yes, sir. yes, sir. I live in uh, I live in a home right above the cave, and sometimes we do get some noises in the house. Uh, hadn't heard any in there recently, but sometimes we get uh, or images or see movement in the house, which nothing is there, and also mm-hmm. we get hear noises which we don't find anything but yes the 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 home a brick home we live is right there on the property oh wow it, it sounds like you know i mean i've always been fascinated by the bell which it's probably one of the most documented haunt, hauntings in, in america and uh it has you know it has a great backstory uh behind it with the the president and and how long the haunting took place, which was, you know, a couple of years, basically, correct? Yeah, well, the haunting, like I said, started in 18 and 17, and they lasted to John Bell's death in 18 and 20. Now, after yeah, his so- death, they asked the spirit that, you know, the spirit was at his at his funeral, and she she basically claimed, claimed she's the one that pardoned John Bell. Well... Which she did. She returned and she talked to John Bell for two. I mean, John Bell Jr. Excuse me. She talked mm-hmm. to John Bell Jr. for two weeks. During this two-week period, she laid she laid out the recollections of what's going to happen to the rest of us in this world. Really? And it's yep, yep. And it's in the book. It's in the the Bell Witch by Dr. Charles Bailey Bell, a direct descendant. And these recollections is pretty scary. She 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 actually predicted the Civil War, the World Wars, and all the stuff, just like the neo Nastadamus. I know y'all heard of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And you okay. His quatrains, well this spirit did the same thing in these recollections which is in this book. And that book is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's our number one seller too is is that book because it is so awesome from the family, you know. But right. Oh, that's the thing. It comes she, from direct descendants. So I mean, that's what's amazing. Not not counting uh, the predictions itself. Right. So I mean, have you ever been contacted like any of these? I mean, you know, there's so many ghost shows on TV now. Have you ever been contacted by them to do anything there? Yeah. Well, you know, country. The country music channel did uh, CMT done some things there. Some of the yeah, there's uh, there's some things that's already been done there in the past. We kind of uh-huh. put a stop. We kind of put a stop to it because it it gets to be overwhelming when people want to call and, and do something every week or every month and 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 we we can't just shut our business down. So we would rather just cater to the people. And yeah, we have been contacted even by the. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's one on TV that's pretty well known, and I can't think of the name of the show now. But Ghost Adventurers or Ghost Hunters? Yeah, it's a, it's one of them Ghost Hunters uh, yeah. shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been contacted by several of them, but we, we it ain't it, we just don't have the time to fool with it right now. 
You know, I, I think that, you know, that's a, that's a great thing because basically, you know, you're doing opposite. You, most of these places will get the, the ghost hunters or a ghost is on and they don't cater to the, the, uh, the regular public, but you're doing the opposite. You said, okay, we don't want the ghost adventures, but we'll, we'll take you there. So, I mean, that's kind of neat. And that, you know, if Zach wanted to go, he'd have to take a tour. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you got coming up this year uh, for us here at the uh, Bell Caves? Well, uh, it's it's about the same every year. I mean, we got Fourth of July coming up and all that stuff, and there'll be people coming up there going canoeing and going to the cave and going to the cabin and 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 and, and getting. Are already talking about Halloween. So Halloween, uh, October's our biggest month. I mean, we got them born in there in October because everybody wants to come at Halloween. <laughs> but you know, as far as getting any kind of uh, visitation by spirit, you, you come near getting it in the summertime than you do at Halloween. I think sometimes the, the spirit don't like so many people around. And, oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's everybody thinks by coming it's Halloween or this last, and we were closed because we got cave got flooded. But this last, the full moon on Friday the thirteenth was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. We couldn't do no tours that day because the cave got flooded. Oh, no. Had, oh, yeah. We had calls and calls and calls and calls. Mm. But everybody was wanting to go on Friday the 13th because it don't, it don't come around again until, what, 19, or 2049 or 2048. <laughs> right. So they the really wanted to go to that cave, and we couldn't get them in there with the water. I, believe me, I was wanting them to go to the cave, but... <laughs> we, we, we couldn't do it, you know. I couldn't do anything with it. But, oh, we have we have fun with. It. But sometimes, you know, after we we close down the last day of October, which is the thirty first. Yes. And we and and we we get a six month break, which I mean, this is like a breather, right? Because I mean, we're going day in day, out, and people calling at night, you know, and, and setting up night tours. We we'll start out in the morning at ten o'clock. We're running tours all day long. Then they'll set up special night tours, and we're running them into the night. It's just. And, and we're up, we're not young no more. <laughs> I'm six. I'm sixty one years old. So you know, we're not young no more. So uh-huh. we do the best we can with it. But we we have a good time. We everybody has a good time comes out. Well, that's so, what it's so all about. Is, is yeah, it a family viewers, venture? All your viewers it, need to come out. Go ahead. Is it a is it a family venture? In other words, is it you and your family that that does all this? Yeah, it's me and my wife, and 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 I got a grandson that helps, and I got a granddaughter that helps, and and then sometimes one of my uh, some of my ki- my son or daughter helps. Yeah, it's all family uh, family business. It, it, yes, sir. It, we and sometimes we do. We got some people that we hire outside the family, but we know them very well. Uh huh. So I, I got one other question, and I noticed this on your website. It says important rules for the Bellwitch Caves. And, uh, you know, most of them are, are pretty good, and, and I understand. But no video cameras allowed. Why Why is that? Well, we, we decided not to. A long time ago, we started out when we first opened the cave to, to video, uh, lift some video cameras. And, and people went to start taking videos of our tours and tried to put them together online and started trying to sell them. Oh, oh, geez. We, we stopped all the video taping, period, at, at the farm. We just don't allow no video taping or field pictures only. And even yeah. people have tried to put a bunch of field pictures together and sell them online, too. But 
That's Harvard. That's Harvard. It, it is. You know, we That's got awful. The, we got the yeah. Main, yeah, we got the main trademark and all that from the United States government. So, the uh, you know, we got that that name down now. But still, we just don't. We just don't want the video cameras there, and uh, it's just one of our rules. We got no alcohol, no cursing, no video cameras, and no pets allowed, uh, <laughs> except a service animal that you know. But other than that, why, you know, we we don't re- very have we very seldom have somebody that gets upset about not being in vi- video tape. Everybody's got no. a cell phone now; they can take a picture. You know what? It sounds like a really, really nice time. And uh, if we ever get down that way, Ann and I will have to stop by as well. But I hate, to tell you, I hate to tell you this, Walter, but we're just about out of time. Uh, we have to take a break and uh, go into the second half of the show. But we want to thank you so, so much for coming and taking time out of your day and coming down and speaking with us and, and telling us this, this fa- fantastic story. Well, right. I thank you for having me. I, I, I thank you for having me. And, okay. Uh, uh, and you – go ahead. Go ahead. Is that it? Is, uh, is it over? <laughs> yeah, it is now, Walter. We're going to thank you. You have a good night now. <laughs> okay, thank you all a lot. Yeah, thank we'll you. Hey, we want to see you at the Bell Witch Cave and tell all your viewers we want to see them at the Bell Witch Cave. Bell all right. Witch, it's on our, it's on right. our Facebook page, and, and this will be on podcast and, and told many times over. So thank you, Walter, and, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Good night. I love his accent. (laughs) I mean, isn't that kind of cool, Ann? I mean, we're almost to the break, but, uh, you know, it's a family business, and you know what? It seems like he has a good time doing it, and it doesn't sound like he's getting rich. You know, all the power to him, you know what I mean? Oh, I think it's great. I think it's a great endeavor, and, you know, the whole family's involved. I can't, you know? Yeah. It is. So that's the the Bell Witch Caves. Uh, we got that on our uh, Facebook page. Yes, we do. Yeah, which got is the link right up there. Which is? It is www. Bell no, Witch. Oh. All Caves. right, our page. You clunk ahead. Dot com. Oh, hey, our Facebook page is Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation. And we only need two more to reach five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so no, we have five hundred likes. Oh, do we? Oh, well, we there you go. We hit 500.
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And our next guest up will be... Yeah? <laughs> what? Texas Ghost Trackers? <laughs> Tracy. Uh, Tracy from the Texas Ghost Trackers. Tex- uh, yeah, Tracy, you there? Well, Hi, thank you for joining us. Did I get that right, the Ghost Trackers? Uh, it's Texas Ghost Tours. Our paranormal team name is Texas Ghost Trackers. Yeah, uh, see, this she has both. She founded the uh, her paranormal team, which is the Ghost Trackers, and she also does Ghost Tours, which is kind of cool too. So, uh, I mean, they go hand in hand, of course. So, Tracy, uh, where are you located? We are located out of Galveston. Oh, okay. there's a there's a great place. Uh, Galveston. You don't hear me good. I'm I'm sorry. I'm on my way to actually do a tour, so I had to stop and get gas. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. See, all us ghost people, we're just like we have to stop and pump our own gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that, but that's okay. Uh, it's not haunted there, is it? Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Hang on one second. Let me get where I can hear. <laughs> Anyways, okay, now I can hear you. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll wait till you settle in. Are you all set? Yes, I'm good. Okay, yeah, no, it was good. I was, I was just curious if the go, if the uh, gas station was haunted or not. That's all. Uh, no, well, they've been robbed a few times, but they're not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just cursed with bad luck, I guess. <laughs> so, so uh, Tracy, do you have a website that we can put on yes, our Facebook page? Uh, it's Texas-ghost-tours.com. Awesome. Okay. We'll put that up for you. And, and how long you, well, first of all, I guess, uh, uh, how long you've been doing the tours? Uh, this July will be three years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And so what, what came first, the tours or the ghost hunting team? The ghost hunting Okay, so how'd you get involved in that? And uh, then we'll see the transaction into the tour business. Uh, I've always um, dealt with the paranormal ever since I was a kid. Uh-huh. You know, at the when I was four years old, we grew up in a house that was a haunted house, mm-hmm. and my mother was always interested in things like that. So it kind of it was just something that was always a part of our family, and. It's just put me to who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> what used to happen in your house? Uh, I remember seeing, we would see um, shadow people a lot. Uh, 
for some reason, we I grew up in uh, Wichita, Kansas, your good old Hurricane Alley. And, oh, wow. uh, the house that we grew up in, I the main one that I remember, we were redecorating because they had the you know the ugly old seventies style inside the house, and my mother was uh, redecorating, and when she got down to the uh-oh. Hello? Hello? With dates of 1913. And my mother recently and found out that our house was actually a church back oh. in the day. And uh, they held funerals and everything inside our church, or our church, our household. So I kind of think that had a lot to do with why it was haunted. But we mm-hmm. would get up in the middle of the night, and the attic door would be wide open and pretty open. And so right there? You, yeah, you, were you scared? Yeah, we could actually, you know, we would see the garage or the attic door be open. And I was always terrified of the attic in the basement. I, You couldn't pay me enough to go up there. <laughs> it terrified me, but I mean, it would sound like furniture moving around up there. Oh, uh, at one time that we had one of those old stereos that looked like a long coffee table, and it had the record player and the stereo in it. Oh yeah. And yeah. at the same time, every night it would come on and start playing by itself. Oh. Every every night. Oh my God. And uh, my mom, we we would just laugh it off after a while. We had nicknamed the ghost George. And <laughs> my mom was always like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just George. Uh-huh. So I, it, it's just always been a part of who I was and what I grew up with. I was always around it. So why fight it? This is true. <laughs> so why did you form a ghost hunting team? I, if you, you know, you grew up with it, what was the purpose of forming a team? The way I look at it is, huh, that's a good question. I want to make sure I explain it right without sounding kind of cliche. Mm-hmm. You have people who grow, grow up with their parents and go hunting and fishing all the time. And then you have uh, ones that grow up, their parents are doctors and things like that. And I grew up with my mother into the paranormal and the unknown and metaphysical things, stuff like that. So I just kind of followed in her footsteps. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's always intrigued me. So I just made sure that that was going to be a part of me no matter what. Oh, wow. I can understand so, that. Yeah, you could, huh? <laughs> so so you grew up in Kansas. When did you move to Texas? Um, I moved to, uh, to Texas. We had moved to Arkansas not long after my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And I moved back to Texas when my mother passed away when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I moved here with my dad. And not long after being here with my dad, my dad had passed away. So I've just been on my own ever since. Uh So that's pretty much, that's what sums me up. (laughs) Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, what kind of, um, so you you do tours in Galveston. Are there particular places? Is there one spot you do the tour, or are there multiple spots? There's several locations. We have uh, two separate kind of tours that we do. 
you know, the way we do our tours is a little bit different than some others. You know, it's not just, you know, we go stand in front of a location, I point, blah, 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 this is what happened here. Yeah. This is the stories, and here, catch a bunch of orbs, which, and I will tell you, orbs to me is a cuss word. I know that's a big debate, the paranormal team, but mm-hmm. I don't particularly believe in orbs. You know, there's too many explanations for them. Okay. And uh, some of the locations that we go to, you know, I try to teach and explain to everybody the differences in the types of paranormal activity that there is. Because there's hundreds of different types of hauntings. Not all hauntings are the same. And mm-hmm. especially with the way Hollywood is made paranormal looks like, looks like it is now. Mm-hmm. I try to, you know, make sure that they're, when they walk away from the sport, they've learned something. Yeah, they might have got the best scared out of them, but mm-hmm. at least they've learned something and they know, okay, if I ever live in a haunted house, I'll know how to categorize the type of haunting in my home. Okay. That, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> right. So, uh, how did, I mean, why did you start doing the tours? I guess that would be kind of the, the question. You, you're, you, you know, you're, you're in Texas. You have started a paranormal group. And, and there are a lot of paranormal groups, but not a lot of them do tours. So um, how did the tours get – how did you get involved in the tours, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Well, I used to work – I mean, I'll be straight for it. I used to work for another company because, you know, paranormal teams, we don't get paid. <laughs> you know, if, that's true. That's if absolutely you're going true. to go and yeah, we hear that. out there and <laughs> think you're going to make all kinds of money doing paranormal investigations, you are very, very naive. But, you know, I was working for another lady that was doing some, she was doing ghost tours, and I don't like to make up stories. Everything on my tour, I make sure is 100% correct. I try to do the best that I can to separate facts from fiction and myths and legends. And I'm not going to, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable lying to my guests. And that's what she was wanting me to do was make up stories. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. If I'm going to do, if I'm going to be out here talking to people and telling them this, I'm going to do it my own way. And I started my own. And uh, we've just forced from there. Yeah, I mean, so you're good not you. doing the Scooby-Doo that's stuff. You're doing the real stuff. good. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. We work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took us a while to get our name out there, but we're, we're doing pretty good now. Mm-hmm. So when you do these tours now, you, uh, do you go into any, into any of the buildings, or is it just uh, more of no, uh, different locations? Not on the walking tours. Uh, during Halloween, we try to, you know, come up with some kind of an event mm-hmm. where, you know, we can get a place to take people in and teach them how to do a real paranormal investigation, not oh, like what you see yeah. on TV. Yeah. But on the walking tours, it's just a, a two-hour walking tour where we do go to, um, it depends on which one it is. We do have an 8 o'clock tour that's family-based, and then we have a 10.30 rated R tour where it's <laughs> for adults only. So Really? We don't have to, yeah, we don't sugarcoat anything on that one. And there's a, a couple of other locations that we add in on that. Because on the, when you have little kids, you want them to have fun. 
But you right. don't want them so scared that they can't sleep at night. So we kind of do a a Scooby Doo version <laughs> of a ghost tour at eight o'clock for the kids, and then the rated R tour is no holds barred. It's you're getting the full truth. You know, nothing sugar coated. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what a rated what rated R means, that tour is definitely not for you. <laughs> <laughs> do you go to any cemeteries on your tours? No, the cemetery is a little farther down where we go, and it does close at seven thirty. So we we try not to go into or around the cemetery, but we do encourage the guests. You know, they can drive by mm-hmm. and you know stick their cameras, you know, through the fences and take pictures because the old Galveston Cemetery is highly haunted. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> we try to you know. We don't, we promote, you know, other places for people to go to. You know, if they're wanting to experience something, um, some kind of a haunted location, and we'll we'll be like, well, have you tried this place? You know, you could go in there, you know, like the Galvez, you know, in Galveston is a hotel. You know, you don't have to have a room there to walk in there to, to you know, walk in there and take pictures because you never know what you're going to catch. Right, right. Now, how, how old is I don't know anything about Galveston. How old? Oh, Galveston um, is, oh, my God, that that's that's a huge thing. I mean, that's the whole, the island got just about wiped out during the hurricane there. Yeah, the 1900 storm, um, still to this day, the 1900 storm is the world's worst natural disaster in history. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a few things that I disagree that, you know, has been wrote down, you know, like on internet and in books mm-hmm. on the death toll. But Galveston at the time when the 1900 storm came through, it was estimated to have roughly about a population of about 27,000 people. Mm-hmm. They estimate the death toll to be anywhere between six to 8,000 people. Wow. But what a lot of people don't take in consideration is back in that time, if you were Irish or not a, a citizen of Galveston or African American, anything you know out of the you know normal citizens of Galveston, you weren't considered in the death toll. Oh, wow! Yeah, so, you didn't, you didn't yeah, count. So the death toll could have been easily well over ten to to twelve thousand people. Mm. Wow, that's amazing! I mean, it, it was absolutely. I mean, I, I've you know seen so much on the, that storm where, you know, the, the orphanage. Uh, uh, you know, you must know that story, uh, Tracy. Yeah, right? Saint Mary's yeah. Orphan and Asylum. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. it's so sad. Yes, it is. Well, and um, I try to you know make light of it because there's there were several orphanages in Galveston, and we actually have a location on our tour where an orphanage was. Um, so the building that's there is not haunted, but the area around it is haunted by the kids, and we were able to find out that that's where their playground area was. Uh-huh. And we talk about that. What a lot of people don't realize, in Galveston, you do not have to go into a building to experience anything paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> the island is crawling with the spirits and the unknown all over the place. Wow. I mean, I mean that's I'm the, not that... going to sit here and try to say, I know some people say that Galveston is the most haunted place in America. I highly disagree, but I would put it in the top 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's certainly, uh, I mean, just like I said, how many people die from that storm alone? And, you know, a lot of them didn't get really good proper burials either. Uh, exactly. And so, yeah, so, I mean, it, there's so much that that could contribute to hauntings there. Uh, but so what what do you think is probably the most interesting story on, uh, story on your tour? Uh, a quick synopsis of it. Um. I keep it keep it on the mellow side, just in case. <laughs> this is okay. This is this is, an eye, this is an eye show. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> because uh, the one we do have a house that's been nicknamed the demonic house on our tour, but oh. you know, just in case if kids are here, and I don't want to, you know, get into that. I don't want nobody crying because they're freaking out, scared. Um, probably the our favorite one on the tour is uh, what is famously known as the Mott House, which is actually my husband's favorite one on the tour. Uh, the house was built in 1812, and it's um, Captain Mott, his name was Marcus Fulton Mott, and the reason I guess this is one of my favorites, I have to agree a little bit with my husband, is because when I first started doing the tour, all you could find was the myth and the legend behind the house, you know, and all the hauntings that and everything that went on it. And uh, me, with just being clumsy and dumb luck, I tripped over a headstone and actually fell and landed on top of Marcus Fulton Mott's headstone in the old Galveston Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I that, guess that being be clumsy you, pays off sometimes. Wow. Uh, the legend was that uh, Marcus Fulton Mott was murdered by his son after he broke his leg in 1864 on a trolley in downtown Galveston. Well, with me and my clumsiness, I found his headstone where he died in 1906. And I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. So I researched and researched a whole lot more. And with the help of the actual homeowner, he uh, helped me and gave me all the real and true information. And we found out that uh, he actually died in 1906 of complications of the broken leg that he received in 1864. He got gangrene, oh. which turned into a severe blood infection, and he did die in the house. Okay. And uh, it was in the 50s, a family had purchased the home and moved into it. They'd never experienced any type of paranormal activity before until they moved into that house. And a lot of tragic things happened there. There, um, The son of the man that purchased the house, he had a band, and one of the band members that lives there with them, he has, was tormented. I don't want to give out my whole story so people no, want no, to no. come that's, out yeah, and hear that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually was tormented so bad by Captain Mott that he actually committed suicide in the house. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. It's still it's still haunted to this day. It is a highly, highly intelligent haunting. Even Marvin Zindler, um, if you don't know who he is, that's a ghost I would love to run into. <laughs> Marvin Zindler from uh, Eyewitness News here, a few, oh, quite a few years back, had gone in there with a paranormal team to have it filmed to be on the news, and he didn't even last in there for two hours. Uh-huh. Oh, so, wow. For him not to last, that was, I, I thought that, I kind of chuckled to myself because I know who he is, and he was, he didn't scare easy, but <laughs> he didn't take it too too well. He, he hightailed it and ran. 
if you don't know who Marvin Zindler is, I could just give you an idea. It's just rent the best little whorehouse in Texas movie with Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton, and you'll get a feel of who he is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that must be the app. He wasn't as flashy in the movie, but that was pretty, he was still as flashy. Oh, God, that's funny. So there now there's a hotel, you said, that's haunted yes. there as well? There's several haunted uh, hotels in Galveston. Mm-hmm. The main two is the uh, Hotel Galvez. Okay. Uh, which has been there. It was there in the, put there, earth, I'll get it out, in the <laughs> early 1800s, and then it was destroyed in the 1900 storm, and then it was rebuilt. Uh, and then also the Tremont House Hotel, which back in the mid-1800s and early 1900s, it was actually called the Tremont Boarding House for Men. Oh. And yes, and it is highly, highly haunted. Mm-hmm. We encourage guests that go on our tour, you know, they don't have to have, you know, all the fancy equipment, you know, that paranormal teams have. Right. Uh, unless they want to, they can go get that ride on our website. We have that where they can buy it on there. Right. But you have a voice recorder on our phone, on your cell phone nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yep. I tell them, I go, when you're staying at a haunted location and, uh, you know, like a hotel or motel or anything like that, all you have to do is turn that voice recorder on, plug your phone up so it'll charge all night, and then in the morning, rewind it and play it back and see what you hear. Mm. And they're like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> but we have had some that, you know, have done it and kind of got a little creeped out. Right. That's cool. You know, you know, Tracy, you're so right that yeah, and uh, Stephen, Steve Parsons from the UK and I uh, have talked about this many times that eventually you're just going to go out with a smartphone and that's it. I mean, because you got a camera in it, you got a recorder in it. Even they have an app now. Uh, it's a, a sleeve that goes over the phone for a flare camera. Uh, so eventually, <laughs> that's all you'll be using There's is your also, smartphone. Um, a free app that you can get on your cell phones, uh, which we. We tell our guests about it, you know, before we even start our tours. There's a free night vision camera app that you can get on your phone. And it works really, really well. Hmm. Uh, Uh We always tell, if you go go look for it, get the one by Fingersoft. They work, they're awesome. Uh, We've had a lot of success with them on the tour where they've caught things that we couldn't explain and, you know, actual apparitions and things like that. Hmm. Uh, so that's one of the things I was going to ask you is, is when you're doing these tours, I mean, you, you are a ghost hunter, so you, you know what you're looking for. You know, uh, you know, some of the uh, logical explanations for things. Do you tell that to your, your guests? Uh, and, and do you run into paranormal stuff while you're doing this tour? And do you tell them yes. that when you're doing? Yes, we do. When, um, Especially when they're taking their pictures, you know, we always, you know, tell them take several pictures in one spot. Just don't take one picture and then turn and walk away. Take, you know, no less than three pictures so that you have three to compare it to. So that if it's in one picture and not in the other, don't try to zoom in on your phone, folks, to try to look at it and see what it is. It pixelates too much. Go home, put it on your computer, and then go from there. Right. 
We are highly on our tour with it being outside elements and you're on an island. Mm-hmm. Orbs, we don't even like to hear that word because <laughs> <laughs> there's too many there's too many explain, explanations for it. Mm-hmm. You're on an island that's surrounded by water. The water. wind is blowing, so you have moisture in the air. So there's, you know, number one. Plus you have dust that's flying around, bugs. The smallest little, a hair could fly and cause an orb. Mm-hmm. You know, there's too many explanations for it. So we always tell them, if you take a picture and you've got a hundred white circles, <laughs> you did not just catch a party of ghosts. You just caught a dust ball. You know, and we'll tell them what we think it is. If we can't, you know, um, figure it out, we'll let them know. And we'll have them, you know, where they can send it off on their own to other paranormal teams and get advice from them what they think it is. And we encourage them, if they caught something in their homes, email it to me, and I'll look at it and tell you what I think. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, we're 100% honest. You know, that's interesting, Tracy, because you go to so many of these ghost stores and, and they always show your examples of ghosts, which are orbs. Yeah, and most of them are Photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am not going to get involved in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I, can, I can tell a fake photo a mile away. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's yeah. the sad part about the technology we oh, have as well. Pizza from the dead already? Is it really? Wow. No That's way. Something. Yeah. You didn't hear that? I, I heard did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, Tracy. That is the doorbell, which means pizza doorbell. from the dead is dead is here, which means we got to wrap it up. Believe it or not. Uh, so oh, okay. I was we like, were, what was we, that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's our doorbell. That's uh, that's uh, gives us a warning that the show is almost over. So we always uh, call attention to it and uh, call it pizza from the dead. So. <laughs> So Ann and I are hungry, so we got to go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me on. And anytime, uh, you call us anytime if you want to know anything new about what's going on out here, because we get new information all the time out here in Galveston. Excellent, excellent. And actually, I would like to talk to you about a couple of things, so that would be interesting. Uh, we want to thank you so much for going on this show. And once again, give out your website for us one more time, please. It's www.texas-ghost-tours.com. And they can also like us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Right. Who doesn't like us on Facebook, right? (laughs) Everybody does. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tracy, thank you so much. And we really do appreciate it. You have a great night and happy hunting. You too. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Tracy. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that hour flew by. I know. I know. Well, now I want to go to Galveston. I never knew, like, I never knew it was an island. Are you kidding me? The, no, uh, I don't know oh, anything wait, about I'll Texas. Tell you, do you talk about that orphanage? Are you kidding me? They, the kids, the nuns tied the kids together. And then after the storm, they were digging in the sand and they found a body. And then they dug in the rope and they found another body. And oh all the little God. kids were tied together one after the other. Oh, that's horrible. And there were so many bodies, they took them out to sea and dumped them in, and then they just washed right back in again. Ah, that's awful. Oh, yeah. you you got to read about Galveston. I mean, it's, it's, it's simply to, amazing. Simply amazing. I mean, so anyways, Galveston, but never at the storm. So anyways, next week I'm going to potty hattie because Ann won't be here. So, yahoo! Uh, sorry. 
Yep, I'm going to have a good time. Have a fine you know, little party. Cat, that's fine. I'm going to be working. That's okay. Cats away. You might as well play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thanks again, and thank you, Ann, for joining me tonight, and thank all our listeners, and thank you for giving us 500 likes. Woo-hoo. Yay! <laughs> so, thanks good night. For God bless. everybody. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good 